You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, River. Good morning, Michelle. What's up, Buttercup? It is Saturday morning and it is cold here and it can't decide if it wants to rain or snow, but I'm cozy. What's and the temp- have- what's what's the temperature there now? Oh, I haven't checked, but I mean it's probably like in the upper 30s, but it was pretty cold this morning. It is 59 and super sunny here. So it's oh. nice enough to wear socks now and a hoodie and you know, That's but perfect weather. Yeah, it is beautiful. So I'm kind of excited because we have a guest today. I know. And I'm excited because this guest is right here with me in my living room. I I have a little FOMO that I'm not sitting on the couch there with you girls. Oh, I wish you could be. It'd be so much fun. (laughs) I know, but it's, it's so good. So go for it. Let's talk about her. So I'm very excited because this is my friend, Lynette. (laughs) And I've known her for several years, and she is a master personal trainer. Then I'll let her introduce her. Uh, Yes, my name is Lynette Williamson, master personal trainer. I've been a trainer here in our community for 20 years. Um, I actually started in Mississippi in 2003. Mm. Um, My ex-husband was uh, in the Navy, so I was a gym rat from a long time ago. And so, yeah, I just thought I'm going to bring it here to look brand. My ex-husband thought I was crazy. And I was like, ooh, that's just what I needed because I'm going to prove <laughs> you wrong. <laughs> and Wait, so I, were, were you born here? Were you born I, in LeGrand? And then I was born in LeGrand. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. And and then you moved to Mississippi for love, obviously, like you traveled around probably with that relationship. And then you came home. Then we came home and I was just like, because I started with the um, the original gym here in town. Gosh, they were here from like 1970. But the, the owners now, they, they started in 91. So mm-hmm. it was like the only gym in town. They had almost everybody. They had Voice Cascade members and you know, the railroad, they had the racquetball court. So it was like, like the community. it gym. was the community, the family gym. We were always swimming there. Mm-hmm. That was like the highlight. And I do remember being in the childcare room and having fun with the kids there. Oh yeah. We were just, out. yeah, we were just talking about that before we started about how um, the gym that she's at, I used to go and provide childcare there because they had this amazing thing where if you came and worked in their childcare center, of like one or two hours a week, you got to work out for free. And it was so helpful and so cool. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, when did, I'm, I'm trying to look up when LeGrand was actually created, like as far as a city, I'm looking um, at. I, do, I was just reading this the other day. It actually, it wasn't called LeGrand originally. It was called Brownsville. Oh, interesting. Yeah, after the guy who, who kind of like founded it. And then as it started growing, they needed like an official registry name for the town, but there was already a Brownsville. And so they had to change the name. Wow. That is weird. so fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hmm. So 1863. Mm, I was going to say 1861. So that's close. Yeah. yeah that's really, I mean, that's a pretty good guess there, River. The gym wasn't there then, though. I don't think so. <laughs> no, oh, the wait. early settlement settlers, you know, were just 
Yeah, it was Brownsville in Lynn County. Is it still Lynn County? No, this is Union County. So Brownsville, there was another Brownsville in Lynn County. And so they Oh, changed. yeah, there was already an, yep, you're right. Yeah, so LeGrand became LeGrand. That, that is so, so freaking Union County. That's cool, though. Yeah. Love it. Um, awesome. And I understand that you also have a nonprofit. Would you, could you please share a little bit about that? Because we really do, um, we love women who wear multiple hats in their life. And before we like deep dive into your life a little bit, and, um, we'd love to hear that. Yes. So I, um, started a nonprofit called the angel project. And basically we want to help fund people that can't afford a gym membership, personal training, because some insurance programs will provide, you know, funding for mm -hmm. like to get a gym membership. That's easy, but they need guidance. So we want to provide education. Um, you know, so we're, we just, yeah, we just gave birth to this. So it's our little baby right now. And so we've got to provide data that's showing that there's a need here. So and, and what's the project called? The project is called, well, the Angel Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Angel Project. And it's going to be, so we're, we're starting off with fitness services. So definitely personal training. We want to provide childcare for um, those people that need that. And then eventually we're going to deep dive into um, nutrition seminars, nutrition coaching, mm -hmm. uh, cooking classes, um, you know, how to feed your family on a budget, so uh, how to utilize your EBT card um, better instead of buying processed food. You know, how can you buy, you know, fruits and vegetables for your family? Uh, we want to like bridge the gap of eye, eye health, dental care, hearing aids, anything that has to do with health and wellness. That's what we want to help pay for. Cause there's so many, so many people out there that can just barely pay their bills or barely pay for food mm -hmm. or fuel, you know, yeah, and then I was noticing recently, um, I got an email from my, um, health insurance and it's called a one pass and it's like 25 bucks and you can go to any of the gyms within like there's different tiers, obviously. So different price points, but it's all covered through insurance. But basically the copay is 25 bucks and then you have access to go like to an orange theory, but not all orange theories are like, you know, on that, you know, tier A or whatever it is. But so if I'm to understand the angel project and I know you're just getting it up and running, it's really to give guidance because there's people who probably don't realize that. I mean, there's so many people who work remote these days and maybe don't even know that their insurance might cover it or if they don't, but you guys can talk them through all that or walk them through and like, Exactly. And to provide them like personal training. So to at least get them started or, you know, somebody that has certain goals and they need to work with a trainer for about a year, um, we can work with them with, but, you know, so the proceeds go to helping you sort of stay afloat in a sense of, of giving these folks um, free, free membership in a sense or free training, free free knowledge, um, exactly. your, your expertise, like 
like maybe they're diabetic and don't understand like what they should really be eating and how important like movement is for them. Right. Like things like that, where maybe they just wouldn't feel as comfortable talking to like their male GP or, or just trying to Google, like they don't have a spot for that. Exactly. Exactly. We want to just educate everybody, give them the tools. Um, also another thing that we want to help too, that we notice a lot of people don't have much knowledge in is financial health. Mm -hmm. so to help to manage their finances better mm -hmm. and you know, figure out how to make investments to help them and their families. So like a single mom. Like, yeah. I and you're a single mom mm -hmm. as well, right? Yes. And so oh, you are, you're a mom so as well? A single mom could come yeah. in and be like, I need help getting financially on track. I need help figuring out how to make the most out of my EBT benefits every month for my kids. But also, like, I need childcare support so that I can go to the gym and, like, take care of myself mm -hmm. in that process. Because, like, you know, as a single mom, if you're not taking care of yourself. Oh, absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. no one's winning. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's just this horrible thing that we've been watching, like, people just barely getting by and so they're they're so tired at the end of the day that they're giving their child like an ipad you know go mm -hmm. watch a movie or whatever go play on the you know and letting electronics just you know entertain them instead of being you know a parent mm -hmm. so we're yeah, not we're like, yeah. yeah being like a present parent yes. yeah 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 so we want well, to because when we fill our own cups up then they benefit, right? Our little right. benefit that from oh you know, yeah, it's like over care of ourselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it goes yeah. all together. So, so I love, I love, I love this conversation because health wellness is top of mind this time of year, especially even though it's hitting winter and we're coming into January, where everybody and their mother after. <laughs> Like, you know, after, uh, you know, they wake up on January 1st and everybody makes these massive claims, massive <laughs> resolutions. I mean, everyone throws it. I'm going to work out six times. I mean, like, and then by week three, you're like, where are all the people at the gym? <laughs> I I'm, I've been here all year. So it's like, exactly. I want to know, like, as a personal trainer, like, what is it like? The yeah. first week of the new year. First three weeks oh my of the new it's year. Like, what is it like for you? Yeah, that's like a great chaos. <laughs> Mass chaos. And then all the original members, like you said, you've been there for the year. You're irritated because you're like, all these people are like messing around like monkeys. And you're like, <laughs> get out of here. And they they literally last maybe 30 days. Like you said, they make those huge, like, yeah, massive resolution. Goals. They make these yeah. massive goals. Yeah. So how do you handle it? Like, let's just say in two weeks, someone buys a, a gift card for you, like a gift certificate, they, you know, for training, they're giving their, their love, you know, or their mom or their dad, you know, training from you guys at the gym. How do you manage those expectations? And if you could have the perfect person show up with those ex, like, what would you tell that person on January 3rd? Like if they really want to put their health front and center and make these, you know, choices and changes, what, what kind of things would you tell them? And second, like, do you believe in resolutions? And you can answer that first. 
Oh gosh, I do not believe in resolutions. I feel like <laughs> uh, they are so unrealistic and it's so, yeah, it's so just ridiculous. Um, yeah. So if I were to meet somebody on January 3rd, I would say, you know, what is your intention for your health? You know, what, what do you plan on doing? Are you coming in so that you can, I mean, really like taking all the layers off basically people want to be attractive you know they want to feel beautiful you know feel sexy for their partner um have that confidence you know it might boil down to that or um say they're a little bit older and they're like I just want to keep up with my grandkids you know I I don't want to be that grandparent that's you know sitting on the park bench while you know, my grandkids are playing, I want to play too. So, you know, mm-hmm. what is your intention and what are your expectations? Because mm-hmm. we need to work on those because they might be like, I want this in 30 days. And I'll be like, right. Let's be realistic about this because, you know, if you just take little baby steps, you're going to you're going to be achieving those goals a lot faster mm-hmm. than just, you know, like, oh, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. You know, that's like ah, a little scary. So that's what I would say. What's your intention and what do you expect? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's going to have to be up to them to do the hard work. I can, I can be a great cheerleader, but if they're not self-motivated, then it's mm-hmm. going to be really hard. And and I have found when a partner buys a gift certificate for training, it could be taken really well or really horrible. So, and I really hope that the person's like, I would love some training. Like I would love to, I want to go box or I want to go do something. And yeah, hopefully it's not because the spouse or the significant other or the kid is like, Hey, fatty, get to the gym. You know, what I, mean? I know exactly. I was so. like just thinking in my head, yes. like if I were to receive something like that, like in the past, like my ex would make little comments all the time. Like, you know, when we first met, like you were so into fitness and you used to work out all the time and, and now you don't, maybe you should again. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? Hey. So if I had received something like that, I would have been like, fuck you. I, it has been, yeah, I, my experience, I don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't. Smart. Yeah, (laughs) that's smart. (laughs) No, unless it were that person, you know, coming in, usually when somebody's like ready to rock and roll, they're ready to throw down the cash. They're ready to do it right then and there. So they don't have to, you know, think about it. They're just ready to go. So yeah. And working with, with partners is a little bit difficult. Um, just because that maybe that partner dragged them to to that training session. So I don't like to do that either. <laughs> so I just haven't had very good experience with that. So what's what should people be looking for if they are interested in sort of taking that next step and 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 um and looking into trainers? What are a couple of red flags for trainers that you have seen? I think more so than, and then maybe a couple of obviously green flags, like what should, you know, what should we be like looking for? Right. Um, I guess as a trainer, red flag would be, you know, their unrealistic expectations. You know, I want you to do this for me. And I'm like, 
because really we just want to provide you the education and then you can take all of that and, you know, do your workouts or continue on in your life. Um, a green flag for me, like I said, they, they come in, they're just like, you know, this is my goal. This is my intention for, you know, no, the, I mean like for us to be looking for a trainer, Oh, like gotcha. if I'm interviewing trainers, what is something that I like, what are red flags? Like, Ooh, that's not the right trainer because they say A, B and C. Um, gosh, Ooh, I've never been asked this question. This is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, to some people. Exactly. Yeah, right. Like what would you look for maybe in a trainer? Yeah. Like yeah. What would flag you was like, I don't want to work with this person. Right. Right. If they were kind of throwing sciencey stuff at me, you know, mm. like, um, obviously as a trainer, we need to know anatomy and that sort of stuff, but I'm not going to tell you the scientific name of each muscle that kind of, you know, that throws me off. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't need to know that. I just need to know like what muscle groups to work, you know, when, um, their knowledge based about nutrition. Um, and then their personality would be mm -hmm. really important to me, you know, are, is it ego based or am I, you know, are they really here to help me? You know, is it, is it about them or is it about me? Um, yeah, and that's I, a good one. That's actually a really good one. And I guess, um, for me, um, you know, having that trainer, like I've worked with a lot of people and they like it when I work out with them, but I'm not going to do the entire workout with mm. you because it's not about me. It's about you. And I should be watching your form. So I, it's weird. I have some people ask me, well, are you going to work out with us or, you know, Oh my gosh. If you were to work out with every client all day, I know. every day, and you'd be exhausted. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And you, you hit a wall, your adrenals, you know, adrenal fatigue. I've had that several times mm -hmm. in my career. So, but it's really not about me. It's about you. And then trainers that, I mean, it's, it's great to have, you know, those awards in bodybuilding competitions or bikini, you know, people like that. But for me as a trainer, being a part of those shows, you would have to dedicate all of your time to yourself, mm -hmm. to your nutrition. There would be no time for clients. So that's why I've never participated in that because I want to help people. <laughs> I want to help people, really. And I, so. I will say, like, having worked with Lynette, like, when I was coming out of my divorce process, she was testing out a program and I volunteered for it and she chose me to work out with her. And so I spent all of last year going on walks with her and working out with her. And she sent me uh, daily journaling prompts and it was just so much support. And that's what I love about you as a trainer is that you take not just the physical, but like you care about people's emotions and what like the root causes of things are because you know that oh. so much of our physical ailments is connected to emotional ailments mm -hmm. or spiritual ailments, mm -hmm. and you address those things with them. And I just love that about you. Aww. Yeah. So I guess I'm a, a pretty unique trainer in that sense. Um, you know, because I I feel like trainers only have like that one dimensional thinking about food like oh it's all about food you know it's all about the calories and I'm like well what about the energy you consume 
um, the, the atmosphere you consume, uh, what we consume on the computer, the TV, like we're always consuming and are we digesting that well? You know, relationships mm -hmm. that were, everything's about consuming and, you know, digesting. So it's not just really about food. It's about energy too. Yeah. And I, I feel like they missed, missed kind of that aspect of it too, as well. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. So what else is on the docket for you guys? Like, are you guys going to do another retreat? Because you guys did that first Live Out Loud retreat. Yeah. Oh my it was, gosh. Oh, it was so amazing. And we, I I don't know about you, but yeah. I, I completely winged it. Like I, I just, <laughs> and I just told, I told the universe, just guide me. Mm -hmm. um, just give me the, the knowledge that I need to help guide these mm -hmm. women. And it was like so perfectly timed. So mm, I love that. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now. Well, and, and that it. was my experience of it as well. Mm. Was that actually the night before it happened? If you remember, like I had some oh, some gosh. big life drama happening around my kids and their dad, and I was supposed to have the entire weekend to myself without my kids. And I suddenly found myself with my kids, and I had to navigate mm. all of that. And so um, I came into the retreat just very much in energy of feeling in that like fight or flight mode and not totally certain how I was going to show up for people, but it just, it worked out so beautifully. And awesome. we started off the retreat with Lynette did body somatics and movement. And that just like helped put me into the space of calming my body down and getting to where I needed to be. So I was the next one to, to teach and lead and go right into journaling. And so it was just like a beautiful transition. And like so the energy was so good. Everyone was there like, supporting each other, talking to each other, working through things. It was just it was beautiful. It was so, so beautiful. What, so what is body somatic? Like, what does that look like? What, like if so someone's at home after this and they want to try it, what, what does that look like? Um, basically it's like a gentle, it's a little bit of yoga movements, um, but different things that you can do just to move like the energy around in your body, um, shake any emotions that might be stuck in the body. That's also one thing that trainers don't really think about when mm -hmm. they're working with somebody is the trauma that a person's been through. Mm -hmm. So a lot of trauma might be stuck in the body somewhere. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, if you get that body moving and you have that intention of letting whatever needs to come up, come up so you can address mm -hmm. it and look at it. So it was just kind of a gentle guided um, kind of meditation movement. And yeah. And it was interesting. So I, I can't remember which, which one it was you were doing was something with, like, there was like a movement with the legs. We were doing like a release in the legs mm -hmm. yeah, and the my body, my, my whole body had been kind of in this state of, like I said, fight or flight and just like internally like shaking and I couldn't get grounded. And something about that particular movement just allowed me to just like release that fear and anxiety and actually like calm my body down and just release it. It was so cool. But do, you, do you think it also helped to have everybody in a room with that energy? Cause you know how it is when you're like around other higher, like you, you, we all vibrate higher when we're together in that space. And that's what makes it feel yeah. so magical. Do you think you would have been able to get there doing it just by yourself or was it, do you think it was, um kind of a compliment. I think to for me being the person I am with my self-growth and the tools that I have. And, you know, like I, I've learned some of these tools from Lynette, like in our year of working together, 
Um, I'm the, I'm in the space of my life where I'm able to do that for myself now, but for people who haven't used those tools, that might be a really hard thing. Like if you're having like anxiety or Mm -hmm. even if like heavy emotions, if your body is processing a trauma and it's coming up because it can be triggered and we don't even realize it's happening. It can be really hard to get yourself out of that space, but using those tools and learning them can be really helpful. It kind of feels like, cause the way your arm, you know, like I felt like it was like a Tai Chi kind of mo- movements, you know, like the way that you I were know. talking and, and just like, um, you know, shaking, releasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what we did is like a hip opener. Mm-hmm. It was just a basic. So our, you know, our legs are up and I like the butterfly. Open, yeah. Open up the hips. Cause that's where a lot of our emotions are stuck down. Mm. That's why a lot of people have gut issues and tight hips and lower back mm-hmm. issues. Cause we're just stuffing everything down. Mm-hmm. Those emotions, trauma mm-hmm. from childhood. So yeah. So if we open it up and we release and tell the body, it's okay to let go and just bring it to the surface. Yeah, because that, that like, me, is that with like in thinking of like the chakras? Is that like that's the root chakra, that's the right? Root, that's yeah. working through mm-hmm. the world, restore a lot mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you're doing this with some clients, do they sometimes start to cry from that sort of release? Sometimes it just feels like. Oh. Absolutely. And, and I always let them know too, because we were kind of in a society where if I start to cry, everybody else is going to feel uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, you know, what did we do? <laughs> and so I just say, if you need to cry, I'm going to hold space for you. If you need mm-hmm. me to hold that, that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. You know, we should allow people to, you know, purge those emotions, digest those emotions so they can get it out of the body. You know, I will say, so I know <clears throat> when we think about fitness, I think we kind of have like, as a society, we have a very, kind of masculine view of fitness. Um, you go in, you work out, you sculpt your body, you do these actionable steps and you get the body you want, the health you want, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. But I, I, and I had always had a hard time for myself going to the gym for that reason, because that was kind of the attitude and the mentality and all of that. But then when I started working out with Lynette and like working with her, it just kind of shifted me into the space of like approaching my health and fitness from like the feminine space, the feminine energy of mind and body, not mind versus body, mm-hmm. which I think how the masculine is about it. <laughs> would, so, you, would you say that's yeah, accurate? Absolutely. Like, has that been your experience? Oh, it? absolutely. It's like, you know, just go in, go hard, you know, no pain, no gain, which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like beat up your body and then yeah, woo, I'm pumped, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, it's, that's why most women don't go is because of that reason. Like they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to feel good. I want to have energy, you know, emotionally, I want to be healthy, you know, all the things. So it's interesting too, because like you see more women like doing yoga and doing Mm -hmm. those things that incorporate like the mind and body, Mm -hmm. but you don't see a whole lot of men doing that. But then the men who are doing that, there's more of like a softness and a gentleness to them as they go through it. So it's interesting, like how we can bring that masculine energy into how we approach our physical and mental health. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to Lynette. When did you know you wanted to be a trainer? Like what was going on in your life at that time? And take us back a little bit. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. We're taking it way back. So I actually battled severe depression and anxiety. Um, and I went to my general practitioner and, and they prescribed me, you know, all the medications and I would go back and be like, I'm still depressed. I'm still anxious. I can't even go to the store. You know, I can't even go outside of my house. And Mm. I was, I was 15 when I left home. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to leave my toxic family. I'm just going to go out on my own. I got into a relationship really for survival reasons. And that's when it started about 16, 17. So I would go in and you know, they prescribe me something different. And I'm like, it's, I feel like a zombie. Mm. You're just like monotone. Mm. And I'm very animated. If you can't tell. (laughs) you are. Yeah. I, you know, so I, I thought there's gotta be for whatever reason I would, I just sat down and like the information came, like it was just a mess message from my higher self or the universe that said, this is situational. You have the power to change this. And I just, I mean, cause they had me taking lithium mm. and I'm like, oh, what a mood, I'm, like, I'm like, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of the hardcore stuff. And I thought that's like the, the highest yeah. end of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, how did I get here? And I just dumped them down the toilet. Oh. And I thought, when was the happiest time in my life? And it was, you know, with my grandparents, they raised us for the majority of our life. And we were constantly outside. They had, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, so much love in that house, but I was constantly moving. So Mm -hmm. I thought, and I love to dance too. So I thought, I'm just going to go try step aerobics. So I tried that when I turned 21, it was 1999 <laughs> and uh, Love it. I just thought I'm going to go in there and try it. And I remember being very, very anxious in the back, back of the class, you know, like, <laughs> I hope nobody sees me, you know, kind of <laughs> like school and this gorgeous fit redhead instructor that was so full of life and was so fun. Mm. She made everybody feel loved and safe and you know we just all had fun so eventually that dopamine over, kicked in yeah eventually over time it uh-huh. probably took me about a year to get to the front of the class wow yeah. i love that mm-hmm. yeah so that's really when my journey started and then um after 9 11 i got married we were going to go kick some ass in the navy unfortunately I wasn't able to join. Um, I would have to wait a year. And I was like, okay, this is a sign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say no. Okay. This was your only chance to your intuition. <laughs> so um, and my ex-husband got in and I, you know, he got out of boot camp and I drove. That was the first time I have ever left this community as I drove all the way to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were there for a couple of years and then Mississippi and I wanted to continue my fitness journey. So I, I would go on base every single day and go teach step aerobics and go, you know, lift weights. I was in there every single day, even when I was pregnant. 
Yeah, the bases all have such good gyms and everything. Oh, do they? Yes, I've never been they on base, do. Actually. They're like, <laughs> God, yeah. Because oh, well, it's not, it's yeah. not just like we don't, you don't just go out and do PT. I mean, that's expected of you, but mostly in boot camp. But uh -huh. once you're on base and in your job and doing your, like Air Force has like the best mess hall for food, like health wise. And then they, and then most all bases have just awesome fitness, wow. fitness places because it's your job to stay in shape. And cause you never know if wartime is coming. So you kind of always have to be ready. Except sense. with the exception okay. of being on a submarine, like the Navy had it a little harder, but they still had some outdoor, you know, opportunities and things like that for calisthenics and things like that. So, but yeah, yeah. those, 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 what was he in? What did he serve? Uh, what he was a gunner's mate in the um, Navy. Yeah. Okay. In the Navy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But those Navy bases are also with Marines and things like that. So they're, mm -hmm. It's really, really good stuff. Kind of just your life, your lifestyle. Yeah, it was yeah. my lifestyle. And so totally. I remember that anxiety of, you know, being around people and men, especially. I had really bad anxiety from a different trauma way back when, you know, around men. Um, yeah, so that that was kind of the start of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but that, I mean, that's to a lot of our listeners. I mean, they all have very similar, you know, everyone has a similar story and sort of how they got to this moment in 2023. And a lot of us, um, I mean, you know, it's like-minded folks, like you create something and you build a community around people who are interested in growth and just wanting yeah. to do better for themselves, whether it was just to read a book a month or to walk around the block every day, you know, not like you don't have to have um, lofty goals, you know, like I want to, uh, you know, climb Everest or, uh, you know, or let's go do the Grand Canyon, you know, next month or whatever. I mean, they can be small, beautiful steps. It's like, that add up to a lot, you know, it's yeah, sustainable. Like, sustainable. Even, yeah. Like even like step challenges, it's unbelievable what people can accomplish in a 30 day step challenge, even if they're not like quote unquote, making that 10,000 steps a day, but they might just go, Holy crap. I did, you know, 25,000. Like that sometimes can feel really good to people that that might just be the motivation to keep things going. I think mm -hmm. having having short goals so that you can succeed short, like small goals that you can check off is way better than just like just launching into a long-term goal because well, I'll say like, you know, last year, you know, working with Lynette, like we were, I was walking every day. She had me walking every day and then we would go on walks together as well. Mm -hmm. But getting into that process, like I was at a point where I wasn't able to go for very long stretches when I started because I just was so kind of like out of the routine of it. And hiking is something that I love to do. And that daily practice of getting back into walking got me to the point where this summer I went and I did a huge hike by myself. Yep. And it was kind of daunting at first where I was like, I don't know if I'm able to do this hike. It's an intense hike. Um, and I did it easily and so much faster than I thought I was going to be able to. And so I was like, okay, wow. So like, like I said, that sustainable practice of one step at a time. It builds and confidence. It builds confidence. And it makes you realize that you're so much more capable mm -hmm. of things than you thought you were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So when you're starting this journey of like getting back to you and what year was it that you moved back to Legrand? What When did you get divorced? Oh, gosh. So I moved back in 2004. That's when I started um, training. Mm-hmm. Um, certified in Mississippi in 2000 or yeah, 2003. And then we came back home. Um, I got divorced in 2008. So. Did you ask for the divorce? Am I allowed to ask that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Empowered women. Exactly. Divorce moms club here. I know it really is. Yeah. It was, you know, and really after 9-11, um, it, it's kind of a, kind of a funny story. <laughs> sure, we, were, yeah, sure. right. we were just dating at the time. So when 9-11 hit, we were like, yeah, yeah go kick some ass and so we both signed up for the navy and we were you know we're just going to go in as they called it the buddy system so Mm -hmm. we could actually be stationed in the same base Mm -hmm. or the same ship or whatever Uh, we were going to do that but unfortunately i had some medical issues they were like yeah you can come back in a year and i was like this is a sign but i had sold everything i got rid of my car i got rid of my everything yeah, I was, you I thought, was, i'm going i'm gonna go off to boot was, camp and yeah. then we're going off to a base and i was like your life in. starting right all in so <laughs> i was like oh shit and so that's when we decided like well let's get married logical <laughs> yeah logical so, yeah and you know my heart oh, aren't self- those fun decisions <laughs> i know my hey, higher self like let's do that <laughs> fall in love we can fall in love and we can get married and then fall in love. love it. Oh my gosh. So that's, yeah, my higher self is like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's oh my, my God, funny that's story. Funny. So it was, it was eight years, a little long. So. <laughs> so you guys grew apart. I'm gathering like you just wanted different things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, he had, he's got a lot of trauma too. Um, after, you know, after we got divorced and, you know, went through our journey of that, you know, mess, I don't even know what to call it. Um, I realized like how, how broken he is and how broken I was and we were two broken people trying to make it together. And I started doing the work a long time ago. So I'm like, and he's like and he kind of fell down I mean Mm. even more so now you know that's what what you see happen all the time you Mm -hmm. know like one person in the relationship starts doing the self-work and the other person it's like they just stay there and they're stagnant and you outgrow and it's really it's really a bittersweet sad thing because it is you don't start the self-work wanting to grow away from that person Mm -hmm. right but you do because you start choosing yourself and you realize that the situation you're in does not serve either of you. Exactly. But it takes one person to recognize it. No, Mm -hmm. it's true because at the end of the day, you're just like, Oh, I did this, this for myself today. But you also through healthy relearning, you start to see people for who they've always been. And it's really fascinating because it's not, they're not all of a sudden, like, when did you change? You know what I mean? You're like, wait, I'm changing, but now I'm officially seeing you 
for who you are in this moment. And if there is enough love there and you can have those conversations, like we said on a couple of, um, you know, podcasts ago, it's like, Hey, I'm really feeling like I'm leaning into this, this, and that. Are you open to come along on this? Like, do you want to do this journey with me? Cause I, I'm a big believer in growing as you go, but it yeah. has to be two people still wanting to grow separately as well as together because it takes, it really does take two. That's where the magic happens. That's where the beauty is. I mean, um, being on a self journey for yourself, like River and I are very well aware of where we are in our life and what we're calling forth at this moment. And our value and our worth is like, you fucking better come in ready to grow or forget it. Like I can't love, I, love me well, or leave me alone. That's yeah. it. I yeah. literally sent and that for yourself, today. Love yourself. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I heard though, because it's a small town, I'm guessing that's small pickings for <laughs> dates in that town. Like, Oh, especially when you're over 45 now, like, <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing. Yeah. Because you so know, are you, everybody... are you dating? Are you dating at all? Like, are no, you dating? Yeah. 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 No, I, how old, are, how old are your kids? I didn't realize, I, I forgot like. My kiddo's 21. Yeah. Oh, 21. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. got a Yeah. Yeah. On how old was he when you guys got divorced though how old was he when you got divorced oh gosh i um five years old four or five yeah yeah and when you decided to get divorced were you like oh i'm gonna stay together for him obviously not like did you think about right. that a lot like was there i said think about that before i decided i just you know and it's so funny i also had another message that said I'm going to be sick with cancer if I don't leave now. Mm. That's the message that I got. Like download. Yeah, through. it was a complete download. I was like, oh gosh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I mean, that's, it's true because I mean, I was reading, I, I re I've read so many things, but one of those things is you can't really heal where you got sick. You can't yeah. stay in the sickness and expect to, yeah. you can level up a little, like, like you said, like, like what we were talking about, like, we can have our own internal growth, like listening to podcasts while the kids are at school and you're trying to do other things. You're at the grocery store and, you know, maybe you pick up a new book and you're reading things. You're like intaking new good things. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you just, you can't, you just can't. It's like that you get to a point where you're like, oh, I need to actually leave now, when you decided to leave, was it you that had to move out at that point? Or was it he going to the Navy and it made it easier or he could yeah. just. <laughs> it was pretty traumatic. Okay. Um, there was some death threats. So um, I had to go. Mm -hmm. I had to go. And I had to leave my kiddo behind wow. uh, for full custody. Uh, so I made sure they were alive. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I had to deal with that. I mean, kind of by myself for eight years. Yeah. After wow. you, like, you like being by yourself? Are you enjoying you? 
Yes. Yeah. So I actually, after I got divorced, I kind of hopped into another relationship. Sure. It was super great. You know, the need a little, you need a little transition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were together for five years and um, when I became kind of woken up was mm -hmm. 2014 and you know, he's a great guy, but there was a lot of alcohol in, involved and you know, when I decided that I was going to put my foot down and move my kiddo back in because mm -hmm. they just kept their dad in an RV at the, you know, RV resort. I was like, nope, I got to do that. If you want to fight me, let's go. <laughs> like I'm, you Ooh. had your confidence. Yeah. Power back. I yeah. had my power yeah, back standing in your power. When, um, my partner decided he was going to be dad. I was like, nope, you gotta go. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for this, so you gotta go. So love that. We've been, yeah, we've been alone ever since then because I was like, no. And honestly, we're we're trying to work on normalizing the choice of being single, not to just like I don't want just someone to come in here and hang out on a Saturday morning just because, like, to fill space. Like that's. Yeah. That's not what it's I'm into a, anymore. It's such a different thing as a woman to intentionally be single. Right. Yeah. People treat you differently sometimes. They're, you know, it's they weird. ask you so many questions about yeah. like, when are you dating? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You're 45. <laughs> you're not married. Hey, I was at a dinner the other night with all women. And one of my friends next to me said, um, and it's from a group called club Lils. So they're later in life lesbians, but they're all like these sweet human beings that I've become buddies with, but they don't, but we don't like see each other all the time. We don't talk like river, or, you know, some of my other close knit friends, but we all really value and love and, and respect. Like when we're together, we all have a beautiful time. There's never once that I'm like feeling off about it, but it was really cute. One of the gals at, we went out for sushi or whatever. And she's like, Michelle, are you, uh, are you single right now? And I'm like, oh, I know the question's coming. I'm like, coming <laughs> from them. I'm like, yes, I'm single. And then they were asking me questions and I, you know, I was, they were saying like, well, what are a couple of your top requirements and all this sort of stuff. It was really cute. And then afterwards they go, yeah, they're not good enough for you. <laughs> And I was like, I see that's, I'm like, I'll keep yeah. you in my life because for them to understand, I mean, I was asking, I was realizing for the first time, I haven't had anybody say to me like, well, what are you looking for? Like in a, just a general, like I wasn't going deep on it or anything, but I was like this, this and that. And they were like, oh, okay. Like I was really, I, I mean, I, I made sure that it was like a hardcore ask because it's what I truly want. Right. And then I love that she recognized, she's like, yeah, this person doesn't even like to be out hiking. I'm like, yeah, bing. No, pass. You know, it's so interesting because I think socially we're in this space with women, especially for, for women, where we don't have to be in a relationship Nope. for safety, mm -hmm. for finances, for, we don't need a relationship. No, for we any, there's no social economic reason that why we should be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so we're in this beautiful space where relationships get to be intentional. Mm -hmm. yep. And so if it doesn't check off the boxes, it's just not going to happen. And forget about it. Like it's, 
everything has to be intentional. Forget it, not even just looking for like who might be a life mate or who's going to walk across our path and making those really intentional decisions and asking for the world because we deserve it. Because we three know what we give when, when that person is in front of us, we know our, what that capability, like massive amounts of love and romance and deliciousness. Right. But even with friendships, family, like everyone for me now is held at a higher standard. And Mm -hmm. I think river, we talked about this, um, a couple of pot when we were talking about like our requirements list, remember and how, And then Abraham said, throw the requirements list out and just feel the energy of that person and seeing how that works, but also being really mindful that we, we deserve what we give. And what I loved about what you said, you're like, I need to rethink my requirements list because there's a few things on what I'm asking of him or my, or whoever, you know, is that partner for me? Cause you're because you're a little flexy, um, is (laughs) is to like really be, oh, I'm not even doing those things for myself. So holding yourself to the same standard, whether you're dating yourself, like I've been taking myself out, Lynette, like on little solo dates. Like I have my little Vespa and I take myself on a hike and then I go to this really cute breakfast joint and get exactly. I think, did you go on a trip this summer for yourself? I can't remember. You were Did talking you take about yourself away. Oh, last year or this year? I can't remember. Gosh, no, I haven't gone anywhere, but I would do like solo hikes yeah. and get out, yeah. get out a little bit more. Yeah, this this year has been amazing for just getting out and yeah. being in nature. Oh my god, for yeah. twenty Nature's years, so healing. I just I put myself on the back burner for everybody else, and I'm like, eh, I gotta do stuff for me. But yeah, I take myself out on dates all the time. I've been doing that for a while. She's <laughs> like, I got that. And and I treat myself well. <laughs> unfortunately, I have heard from many people that men are intimidated by me mm. because I'm too independent. Maybe. Well, you know I'm, what? Though, you know what? Though. My well, guess what? Said, the right one will not give a shit. My, my therapist said a very beautiful thing to me recently and this very topic because I've heard the same thing around a lot of like my dating life of men are intimidated by me so they don't know how to approach me and so I've always initiated my relationships because I saw that they were intimidated or they weren't approaching me but there was a mutual interest and I was talking to my therapist about this and she goes why would you want a man who's intimidated by you exactly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why would you want a man who's I mean, intimidated? Seriously, why would you want anybody who shows up and can't like a hundred percent love you for who you are right now and also already have the assumption that you are going to keep growing and changing? And how can that person how can I show up and love you through that? Like yeah. that's the, that's the key. That's where the magic. But the happens. kind of healthy people that we would want to be dating are the kind of people who are going to see you in your power and be like, "I like that. Mm-hmm. I want more of that in my life. I like how confident she is. I like the energy she radiates. How can I support that? And how can I be around it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Instead and of like trying to Facebook message me like, "Hey, you want to go on a date? What yeah. you doing?" Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a no-go for me. Yeah, no, River and I have already, we, we talked about. Because that happens, that happens to you often, people are Facebook messaging you. 
I'm not about any apps. I don't want any apps. Like I just want to, I just like doing, you know, living at our highest good, vibrating high, having things around us that feel good and, you know, can really resonate for ourselves, like where we want to go and do things that bring us joy. I mean, that's really it. Mm -hmm. Things that bring us joy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, this yeah. has been a sweet conversation today. I know. It's Thank been wonderful. you so much. Thank this you for joining So happy us. to have you. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. This is awesome. Absolutely. So, um, so how can people connect with you? Oh, gosh. So I am all over social media. <laughs> Great. We'll put it in the show notes. So um, before the Angel Project, um, after I worked with River, I concluded that I needed a team of people to be a little bit for that one client because I knew I couldn't be everything. Um, There's certain things that, you know, one trainer was really good at, like being the fire. You know, Mm -hmm. I was more of like the heart. How's your heart? (laughs) How's your mind? (laughs) You know, how's your soul? And then, you know, there's another trainer that might have a different, you know, aspect. love. And yeah, and it might be, And so I thought it'd be really cool to collaborate with different trainers to provide kind of like a medical team for our clients so they could work with all different personalities Mm -hmm. and specialties. Well-rounded the whole. Yeah. Yeah, So I started the dream team um, and we did have one of our trainers, he moved away and then we replaced him with uh, another gal. So, um, yeah, so we're on the Dream Team on Facebook and Instagram, um, and then the Angel Project on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and then you can find me on Facebook, just under Lynette Williams. Definitely go follow her on social media because she shares all kinds of inspirational things. <laughs> <laughs> and fitness tips and all kinds of like, so you should. Oh, glitter. Here you go. She's all over Instagram sprinkling the positivity dust. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'll, I'll include all those links uh, in the show notes. Um, anything else you want to tell tell the people? Anything else that you want to share? Last words of wisdom for 2023, whatever, whatever you got here. Oh, man. Um, I feel like my heart feels it in 2024, we're going to get away from competing with each other, you know, big corporations, governments, Mm -hmm. it's going to be more about the people connecting Mm -hmm. and collaborating. That's, and that's the the main goal with the angel project, because we're not only going to help the community members, but we want to help the business owners too. So we're going to have the funds to say, okay, we recommend that you go see, you know, this business over here, you know, at the, it, and just collaborate and work together. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am so tired of competition, especially mm-hmm. as being a trainer, there's this weird, like territorial, like, this is my person, you can have them. And I'm like, what if they like to go everywhere? You know, what if yeah. they have another trainer? And that's, you know, so community, I think, yeah, community, community yeah. and collaboration. So that's mm. collaboration is probably my 2024 word. word. I love I love yeah, I love that. Yeah, mm. I totally love that. And uh, I think that's a brilliant way to end it. I think that's fantastic. 
I appreciate us all three collaborating today and creating a beautiful space. Thank you for being here. Thank you for going down the rabbit hole. I just had to find out more about your life. I was curious and, you know, wanted to deep dive that. So appreciate your transparency, your beauty, um, and your heart just shining through today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Love you, friends. I love you, too. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring. <laughs>